Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Oh, just peachy, Joe. How are you? I'm doing fairly well. It was a damn good weekend. Uh, You know, just a nice, simple, good weekend. Did you get laid or what? Yeah. Hey, whoa. (laughs) Well, you ask, man. What What did that cost you? Oh, man. Well, it's been almost 15 years of marriage so far, so about that. About a million and a half? Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, it probably cost Beth, you know, you always do better, but... Tell us, Joe, why Why was your weekend so great? It's great racing at the 510, great fights on last night. My earlier podcast today was great. Uh, great day at open mats. You know what I mean? It's just a good, simple weekend. Am I am I talking to Junior? I know. Who, who is this? Dude, I mean, it's rare. Who is this? What did, what did you do with Junior? How did you figure out how to run all of his podcast stuff, too? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's rare that I have a good 48 hours. That's awesome. And Good fr- for you, man. Friday was absolute dog shit. I was so worried about the weekend. Why? I just, trying to do young guy shit being an old guy. Okay. I, I kind of got to quit the MMA wrestling for a while. My elbow and my neck are beyond jacked. Sure. So, yeah, what's new with you? This is, you went to Dollar yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I I was not planning on getting to go racing, and then right in the middle of the day on Friday, the contractor let us know that we weren't working Saturday. Thanks for the heads up, boys. Yeah, no kidding. Um, So yeah, I originally planned to go to the 510, but then my buddy that's just getting into driving RC cars said that he wanted to go racing. I was like, all right, well, I'll, uh, I'll go to Dollar instead. But um, it was a beautiful day. Uh, I saw not too many, but there was a decent amount of people at 510 and a decent amount of people at Thunder Road. But I think overall, uh, people just chose to go outside because I think a lot of us are thinking, well, this is probably the end of 70-degree weather. Yep, this weekend, is. if you look at the forecast, was literally it. So, yeah. I was just looking up some Okay, so Thunder Road, you know, 510 had an okay turnout, but you also don't have a ton going to 510 right now because the J-Con race is coming to Thunder Road next week. That's mm, going to be a pretty big shouldn't one. shouldn't be next week. Uh, two weeks, sorry. Yep. Two weeks. Next week, something else is going on. Yeah, the MNRC. That's going to be exciting. Where are they at? The Moto Dome. It's aggravating. I was looking at the forecast, hoping it would stay warm so I could just sleep in my car. <laughs> but I had it. It's just right on the. I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I go 80 miles an hour, I can make it home in almost the same time I make it home from Rick's Hobby Farm. But yeah, it's not quite. It's not close enough it's almost close enough but not quite so i'm gonna have to well i did get a hotel 
but it is what it is. I cool. en- I ended up giving my camper to Shelby because I don't know, man. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the pop-up camper situation. And he for sure wanted it and could use it. And he was going to put the work in on it. And the city's like, either dump a crap ton of Class 5 on your side yard or get rid of it. It's like, really? So I handed her over to Shelby. Okay. That's just aggravating, though, sometimes, you know, when the city gets in your damn business. Yeah, that is part of living in close proximity to other people. Yeah. You know, Elk River used to be a farm town and a town for your average middle class. Now it's become a kind of like a yuppie hell. You know, my dad back in the 80s bought his house for dirt cheap, and now he can't believe how much that thing's worth. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Do you have results, or should we talk about the 510, or should we talk about I got a bunch of notes? Yeah, I got results going all the way back to uh, uh, last weekend was Chill on the Hill. Oh, right on, yeah. So, double-A main results of the electric buggy class. Uh, Johnny Joe Wita took the win there. Looks like he went 1-1. Who the hell is Juddernaut? Is that that Judnick's new self-appointed nickname? Yep. Okay, Ross, you're a weird guy. We already knew that. You can't make up your own nickname. Uh, Jared Peters, I have no idea who that is. He ended up third. The Jabber is, was off the podium. Yeah. He went 4-4. You know, sometimes shit's rough. So. Uh, that was E-Buggy, Nitro Buggy. Rob Logan took the win there. John Larson and Aaron Wasleski. Yeah, that had to suck because, um, I bet John Larson obviously had his truggy there running it. John Larson and Aaron Wozleski usually pit for one another. So they're yeah, probably that's right. they're probably yeah. rushing to find pit people there. No doubt. Uh, Mini Truggy, Rob Logan took the win there as well, followed by Terrell Harris and Donnie Towel. Yep. Tau- I don't even know how to say his I last name. Never Tau- heard of that guy. Don Donnie's been around the MNRC for several years, and he's just starting to okay. get back into <laughs> racing again. Okay. Now <laughs> I'm gonna give you the results for the open truck A main and at the same time kind of a rant. The win okay. goes to the turtle, second place is big red, and third is pork shop. That's awesome, but who the fuck are those guys? I don't know the turtle. Big red is Josh <laughs> Gatowski. And oh, okay. uh, uh the other pork chop is Silver Bullet. And Silver Bullet's real name is Mikey Johnson. I don't know, man. It's all news to me. Uh, open two-wheel drive buggy, no uh, no surprises here. Aaron Verkey is a great mod buggy driver, especially on outdoor tracks. So I'm not surprised that he took the win there. And that's pretty much all I got for you for uh, Chill on the Hill. But cool. um, if you look, they had 79 entries. That's a really good turnout Oh, for for sure. an end-of-the-year Lake Superior RC Club race day. For sure. And, you know, they really need to bank that money because they have no real place to put a carpet track right now. So they might lose their winter revenue. They've been looking for a spot, but it's hard to find a spot that will 
you know, let you lay your track down for a couple months out of the year and say, see you later in April. Sure. Gosh, I wonder if guys will be making the trip south once a month or so to race some 12th scale then. Well, yeah, you know, um, if MMR tightens up their program, I'm sure. Because, you know, MMR, it's a great program. But, again, we talked about this last episode. You have that hour lunch break, or you have a lunch break in there. Are you talking about Dollar? Dollar does it too, but I believe MMR, MMR at least used to. But, yeah, I mean, if you could get those guys out of there at, let's say, even an hour earlier, it makes all the difference in the world. Sure. Well, we already talked about it. They'd on a just a normal club race day, you got to drop the whole three qualifier thing. Yep, yep. You know, and then yesterday at the trophy race, Chris Martin was talking about three rounds, and we're like, buddy, you know, it it would be cool, but let's just do two. And he listened, and it was nice. It's only cool if you do it the right way, and if you do qual points. Otherwise, there's, there's just no point in doing three rocket rounds. Right. There isn't. Not at all. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would have. So that was uh, Chill on the Hill. Um, Just once again, jealous of the guys that live in the Lakes area and can, or the North Shore area and can do that series. It's, uh, Lake Superior is an awesome club. They are. So yeah, uh, let's move on to the race that you weren't at. I was going to go to, um, I was going to go to Chill on the Hill. My car is nice and clean and all that crap, but, dude, I just have been spending way too much money lately. I had to chill out. Yeah, you've been racing a lot. Yeah, and, you know, with that comes. I know. I, I saw you crying about sponsorship, too. So <laughs> We'll talk about that. Uh, well, I don't know if we should talk about that, but I do. Oh, we're going to talk about it because okay. I had one anonymous uh, question come through and this person's absolutely lighting your ass up. So, oh yeah, they can go ahead and we'll get to it. I'll, I'll but, light uh, them up back. So this weekend, you weren't at Thunder Road, but a lot of people Correct. were. Well, not a lot of people. There was, I think, more people must have been practicing than racing because there was actually only twenty-eight entries. But uh, they ran two-wheel drive mod, which is cool. Kyle Holmberg took the win there, yep. followed by Torot and Matthew Mickelson. Okay, Michael Mick, uh, whatever. Never met him. Um, intermediate and expert. God, I still don't like that they do that. Uh, 13.5, four-wheel drive expert. Also Kyle Holmberg, followed by Ethan Mickelson and Matthew Mickelson. You know what? I agree with you. I don't like that they do that either. It should just... Well, especially on a day where there's, there's literally... There was only four people in that expert wheeler class. There's only three people in the 17.5 expert class, and that was Madison Osted taking the win there, followed by Braden Nelson and Danny Williams. Yep. Well, and again, that one day, I, the one time I went there, I signed up for expert, but I was literally the only person that signed up for expert stock. Sure. And I don't have an ESC that can handle a mod in my carpet car, so I couldn't run mod. Right. So, and here's the thing too, like they raced some classes with only three people, right? Well, Thunder Road is way too big to have three people cover the Marshall spots, right? Yeah. So you look, you look at their 17.5 two-wheel drive intermediate buggy class. They had eight drivers. 
Okay, that's okay. But if you split it up into two heats, that's four and four. That's not great for covering the Marshall spots. If they would have had all the 17-5 people together, and I'm not saying do this all the time. Don't They don't have to do it on their big trophy races when they've got 75 to 95 entries or even above 100 sometimes. But when you're on a small club day like that, get everybody together so you don't have to beg for, for volunteer marshals. And also, it shouldn't be intermediate and expert. They already have an expert class. It's called MOD. Run mod, right. run mod, run mod. Simple. Anyway. Yeah, I just I see the eight people in this intermediate two-wheel drive class, and if you go to the expert two-wheel drive, there's three. Well, 11 is pretty damn good yeah. for two heats. You got one heat of five, one heat of six. You're covered on marshals. Everything's gravy. I agree. You know, I wonder if they ran them together and had different. I don't know. That no, because they're. You can look at the times when those oh, classes ran. Okay. Yep, I got different. you. I got you. But yeah, anyway, you know, um, it's a shame, and it is what it is. I wouldn't have stood for it. I probably would have left if I had three people marshalling my race. Of, but Tony Sletton was there putting in some time. He's going to do that J-Con race. Yeah, he did it last year too. Clayton Cardaluca, Seth Van Dalen was there. Yep. Looks like he must have broke. Yeah, they stopped by the track. They stopped by 510 after they're done. Okay. Because I stayed after a little bit and ran a couple practice packs. I let Jordan Corton run my mod car. He was getting it at the end of the packing, and he's like, ooh, there it is. Because he's sitting there running, like, you know, stockish times with my mod buggy. And I'm helping him. I'm like, well, if you really hit it here and here and here, and then all of a sudden he's a half second faster than before. He's just getting it. He's like, ah, okay, I got it. It's kind of right cool. On. It's kind of cool seeing things like that clicking people. I disagree. I I just want myself to be faster. I don't actually want anybody else to get faster. <laughs> Part of me is like that, but the other part of me is like, yeah, you know, I'm getting old, man. And if I could help people on my way down, fucking so be it. Right on. So before I do all the results for the 510 yesterday, why don't you tell us about your day? My day was pretty good. Um, tell us how you lost. Well, with Mod Buggy, I did piss poor in qualifying. I tried going through qualifying with bald tires who like a dummy. Um, and then in the main, I got a really good start, got up to second, was battling with Connor the entire race. So Connor goes, I'm not going to sauce my tires. Connor and sauce his tires. And in the warm-up laps, he goes, my car is terrible. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, sweet, another position for me. Well, Connor being a actual racer, he just chilled his ass out and just drove really consistent laps. I finished two seconds behind him because every time I tried to push it, I ate dick. I tried to push it twice, I crashed twice, I ended up two seconds behind him. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that's a lot of dick to that have is, to eat. It, it's a lot. So much dick. And then Mini Truggy... I wasn't patient with traffic, period. And there were sportsman marshals who were trying their asses off, but, man, they were scared because there's eight mini-truggies on the track. 
Well, it looks like Sean was pretty damn fast. Yeah, he was. I was pretty damn fast in round two of qualifying. But, yeah, Sean was just fucking fast. Yeah, Sean Van Dalen takes the win in Mini Truggy, followed by yourself and John Martin in the three spot. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of new guys running Mini Truggy, too. And, oh, boy. Well, you know, you know how that is. I do. Um, look look at the laps and the results and all that. But <sighs> yep, those are the days where you're like, man, I wish more people would have showed up. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, if you would have shown up, you would have been another body between me and the traffic. and <laughs> Throw as many people in front of me to take care of the traffic as much as possible. Make way. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah. it, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's a love it's a love hate relationship with that class. We we just need a few more people consistently showing up to run it so that there's a B main. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? If let's say <coughs> sorry. I The problem with that class is the vehicle is so good and they're so freaking fast right. that when you're that much better of a driver, you come up on people like they're cones. Yes. Yes. That is true, and he split it split up the so we had four and four for qualifying, <laughs> and that seemed perfect with the skill level difference because it was like me, Sean, um, John, and Wyatt in one heat, and then the other four in another heat. Sure. So it was pretty good qualifying. Right on. But you're right. We need more people and. But man, hey, guy. what the what the heck are the Hinzes doing with stock buggies? Well, come on, did we not get? Well, I, I suppose we didn't hammer on those boys no. at all, telling them to run mod. No, we didn't. And I, I asked Should've. them. I asked them what the deal. Like, hey, why aren't you running mod? Because Caden is fast as shit with the stock buggy. I mean, Caden would have won the mod A main. With his stock buggy. And then, you know, the rest of the stock, they're a lap behind types, like they should be. Right. But Caden was fast, and I asked those guys, and, you know, they're on a budget like I am, and they're like, we didn't want to buy Mod Motors for something that might not happen. And I go, yeah, I can respect that. Can't they, or I guess you'd have to wonder what kind of, you'd have to know what kind of speed controls they have, but... I mean, you can make a 17.5 fast enough with boost and turbo to run the mod class. Well, most, if they do have stock ESCs, most stock ESCs will handle a 10.5, and that is plenty for clay. I have a 8.5 in my car, and it's like, man, it, it's not too much, but it really keeps me on my toes. I can't get comfortable, and I cannot pound it. Sure. So, yeah, five uh, ten man. That new layout, the layout that he's had for since he opened, it's wonderful. Cool. And grip keeps getting better every time. Yeah, dude, that new mini truggy. So senior was there. He was watching. He his mini truggy wasn't quite ready enough for clay yet. And he's like, dude, that thing's so good. I'm like. Do you want to run a pack through it? Because, you know, Senior can run a pack through any of my cars whenever the fuck he wants. And he goes, yeah. 
no, I don't want to spend the money. I'm like, come on. He's like, no, I will have to buy one after driving it. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Am I reading this right? Did Sean Van Dalen build a Pro 4? Yes, he did. What the shit? <laughs> and that thing's as fast as his mini truggy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yep, nope, that Pro 4 is something else, man. Did he paint a nice body for it? Yep. Nice. Probably looks pretty good. It does look good, and he looks good driving it. It's That class might be making a comeback, but might not be. Oh, my God, don't even start that. I'm not, because you know what? Do we need to Do we nope. need to pull results nope. for the two-wheel drive stadium truck class for the last year? Nope. Nope. Not at all. I'm saying Mike. <laughs> there's rumblings going on. Oh my goodness. Dude, there's were you know, there were rumblings for a half a year about Mini Truggy before we even had a full class. It was fun back in the day to watch. Um I don't remember if Sean raced it or not. No, he wasn't nope. he was just running his own races. He wasn't actually racing anything, but um nope. Al Smith and uh Seth Van Dalen and Sam Savakul. Bunch of names are escaping me that made Pro 4 a really fun class to watch back I, then. And lately it's just basically been um, kind of a Wreckham rodeo. Yep. I think Joe Dirt had a Pro 4. Yep. Yep, that's right. Joe Dirt was pretty good. Uh, John Larson was good with his Pro yep. 4 back then. Yeah. Um, struggling to remember any. Oh, Tony Ehlers. Tony was pretty good with his Pro 4. Yeah. So. You weren't around during those years. No, but, you know, a lot of those guys ran their Pro 4s in the MNRC. Tony a- Tony Ehlers never did, but... Yeah, he did. Did he? Well, I don't know. Yeah, we, we came... Um, I mean, it was just one time, but oh. we came and uh, did a Motodome. That's where the me and Danny had our little online ah. blow up, miniature blow-up was over the Pro 4 results. I got you. Are you coming to the Motodome this weekend? Coming up I, weekend? <laughs> I want to, but my RC boyfriend doesn't want to, and I don't know. I don't know if I want to go all the way up there and not have a dedicated pit person and be begging people to pit for me, so we'll Uh, see. I'm glad I got a... I was going to get a room with two beds, but I'm like, what's the point? I'm going to save 10 bucks a night. Right? Yeah, um... It's it's still a possibility. I I would like to. I know I'll have a blast if I do it. Um, I'll talk to a couple people and see if I can get hooked up with a truggy guy or something, so we can uh, so we can trade off pitting duties. Okay. Um. So I'm offering this to you only if you come and if it gets down to bar tires. I have a pretty decent set of positrons <laughs> for the rear and electrons for the front if you need it. Thank you. Yeah. But if, I am not going to purchase 60 to $70 worth of tires while I'm there. You don't have to buy them. You can just run them. Oh, I'm definitely not going to do that. Dude, I'm not going to. Well, I can't say I'm not going to use them, but I'm probably not going to use them. You think, oh, that's, well, no, you'll you'll need them next year for e-buggy. I'm not doing e-buggy. You said you might do it because, uh, because Joe 3. Well, looking pretty good with e-buggy. That's true. Here's the deal, man. It is going to be 
I'm willing to train an announcer. You know who I'd love to train? Because she's halfway there already. Is Savannah. She's halfway there being a good announcer. Okay. Nobody knows who you're talking about. Well, you know who I'm talking about. She announces. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she announces races at the toy box. Thank you. You and gotta fill in those gaps. You can't. You no, gotta remember, right, Joe. Right. We're not just talking to each other here. We're talking to our many fans in Malaysia, which I do so appreciate. So many, so many fans, dude. We're number one in Malaysia. I don't know why. Shout out to all seventeen of you. No, seriously though, it's like a lot of these countries. It's like okay, they're using a VPN and they're because you know you get one out of like Nigeria or stuff like that. But we have a great audience in Malaysia, and I am thankful for it. Nice. So, um, yeah, like Savannah White, I don't know if she could make the full commitment to do it. But no, like, she's a she's like a young teenage kid. Exactly. But you know what? That extra cash uh, might persuade a kid to do it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if she could take the abuse. There's a lot of abuse there. Yep. But, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, Savannah wouldn't be bad. And I have a couple other names, but it's like. She would need, she'd need some time for her voice to develop, though, because you have to be able to talk over nitro motors. Yeah. And, oh. She's, she's perfect for the toy box, but. Yeah. But we have a decent enough PA system, which will be going to every single round next year, regardless of a track having a PA system. Okay. Because that made Rick's Hobby Farm so much easier on me and all the other racers. Sure. Because they could Something actually hear me. I struggled at the at the FTR round of mnrc i struggled to hear my oh no it wasn't that round it was the the final round of his trophy series yep i was struggling to hear the call and uh because you did a a phenomenal job for the mnrc round of calling out the the seven and a half minute mark yep or the seven minute mark and then you'd be ready to come in the next lap right i start close to that i i literally like i used to kind of care like I, I, I tried to put a lot of flair and pizzazz into my my um, announcing gig. Yep. But when it comes to nitro racing, the only thing I care about is what minute we're on. Sure. And, you know, I try to keep people informed. I try to do a little flair and pizzazz too. But when you're at that 645 mark into a pit run, into a fuel run, that's why I'm like, all right, we're at 645. We're at seven, seven fifteen. All right, seven and a half, seven and a half. That type of thing. Yep. But yeah, it's one of those deals. Um, and Sean, and again, Sean has a decent PA for what he does. But we used his stuff for the first round of that. Well, it should have been like the third or fourth round of the MNRC, but the first round of the MNRC, and it just again wasn't enough power, man. Yep. Like we got two giant speakers that we put around the track our our fm tuner works for the most part unless jesus channels take over um we have two driver stand speakers and i can crank that shit up to where people are begging me to turn it down 
Anyway, so yeah, e-buggy man, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's gay and all, but um, it's, it's the biggest it sure class. Is, it sure is convenient. It, it's convenient. It's the biggest class by far. I have no idea how. I don't no, know. I do. I mean, it's it's easy. You know, it's simple compared to nitro. Yeah. It just God, they. I don't, I don't find them anywhere near as fun to drive. Oh, they're as not a nitro buggy. They're not, but they're getting better. When they're getting chassis layouts that are more specific for e-buggy and when the electronics are getting better all that stuff it's getting better it's i just i don't know still it's, not the same still not even yeah close it's to just the like same. you watch them fly through the air and all you hear is yeah yeah i don't know it's lame yep i i don't disagree so but i get it Way, way easier, uh, especially for just a club racing day. Yep. Show up, charge your battery, slap it down, go have fun. I no, get it. no pit people, way less maintenance. Yep. You don't have a crap ton of dirt stuck to your car because of the oil. And... <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I I love my nitro, but it's sitting here on my shelf clean, filled with SC1 on all the plastic. It's ready to roll, and I have... <laughs> I might take it to a techno series. I'm not sure though. Let's say you do end up caving and building a an e buggy because you want to race it with Joe three. Will you be putting a clutch on yours? No, because it's not too difficult. It's just not right. I know with the Mugen, it's like you got to flip something around to get the clutch on there and machine something to make it right. Sure. So if it's like that with the Mugen, it's going to be like that with the Associated because they're clones of one another. I w- but if it was easy, slap it on and go. Oh, hell yeah, I would. Sure. Yep. Um, but now, like, um, Kyle and Tor have taught me a bunch, like, you know, ESC settings, simple ESC settings that make faster vehicles way easier to drive sure that last time i ran e-buggy everything was full punched so speaking of faster vehicles sean was almost three seconds a lap faster in that pro four class that can't be fun so Um, here's a call out to alan smith it's uh it's time for you to build a pro four again well, what he really needs is Sam to run against him, too. Sam is the man for Pro 4. Alan also, but Sam is the man. Man, that that truck of his has to be roached by now. Actually, I wonder if they even still have it, because he didn't race it at all uh, this summer. I don't know. <sighs> That's a good question. It really is. Or maybe maybe he did race Pro 4 at Rick's, and I just don't remember it. Yeah. Or he's saving it for the toy box. They're, uh, Either way, that's that's yeah. got to be like a three, four, maybe five-year-old truck. Yeah. Yeah. Just hammered. Yep. Do you have any more results, or should I get into the beginner segment? That's it for results. Cool. So this week's beginner segment... Because I bit myself in the ass many times doing this. It's good to make changes. 
make one change at a time, whether it be a millimeter under the ball stud or moving the ball stud in or out or a shock oil change or a spring change, etc. Make the one change and see how it feels and check your lap times in comparison. Because sometimes it only takes one change to make all the difference in the world. But let's say you do four or five and you, you're so lost in underwater, you just want to quit. So that's my beginner segment. Make one change at a time. Good advice. Yep. Um, let's see here. I got a quick one. Go for it. That I don't think I've shared. Yes. This will this will save everybody money. Uh, when you're slapping in an ESC, a new ESC in your new two-wheel drive buggy or whatever class you're entering, you should be entering two-wheel drive buggy as a rookie so you can actually learn how to drive. Right. Um, you got to make it so that one of the battery leads is too short to make it to the wrong side. So let's say your positive red battery cable, you got to make that too short so that it can get to the positive side, but it can't get to the negative side to keep you because you're a new racer. There's a lot going on. You're scrambling. You're never ready on time. Your tires aren't sauced. Your stuff isn't clean. And you get in a, you know, a frenzy before your race and you go ahead and plug it in backwards and you're done guess what i've been racing for a long time and i just did that two years ago (laughs) (laughs) and it it's pure you know it's it's out of sight out of mind but it's it's something that you know i've done i've done two or three of them and and that's just in a five-year time span. That's a lot of money to throw oh, away yeah. on that mistake. Right. And all it takes is just slowing down when you're building that thing and make sure you remember to do that. Make one of the leads so that it's too short to get to the wrong polarity. Correct. That is good advice. The only vehicle I do not have that done with is my Mini Truggy because the positive wire has to go around the spur gear and the spur gear guard and cut a corner to plug in. Sure. But there is reason for it. Um, Let's see here. PR came out with the new mini Truggy, and they did uh, a terrible job with the promo. It's like, yeah, what are you doing, man? I mean, that's one thing that's going to kill a company like PR. It's... For, okay, so for their Truggy before, they had um, a mini Truggy against a stadium truck, and the stadium truck was hunting down their Truggy the whole time. It's like, why would you make that the promo? What are you doing? <laughs> why not take a track day and have your truck run and laps on its own? I made this note so long ago, I forget what the promo was, but I looked at it, and I was like, oh. I can't believe this shit. So, man, they make uglier bodies than Techno does. Yes, they do. Yeah, I really want to like them, and I really want them to have a competitive vehicle because, dude, another Why? because they're another, not doing it right. I know, but another mini truggy on the market's a great thing. But you can't even consider them. You can't. 
Not when they do shit like this. It's just... Ugh. So yeah, it's, it is what it is. Did you find... I was on Facebook. I don't know. I'm just on their main page. I'm not... I didn't see a video. I was just looking at a couple pictures of the truck and the box art and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the wing's ugly. The wheels that they got on it are ugly. The body's ugly. And but I that, don't know that what, can the all be an, what the hell is an SB401R slash T-Sport. Exactly. What's with that name? Like, the Techno is uh, is uh, ET410. The Velocity is uh, VTX4. B simple and memorable. Yep. PRSB401R-T-Sport. The X-ray is uh, XT4.2. I really wish... So I don't know exactly who Anna Wu is, but she's got something to do with PR. I hope she's not making these decisions. And if she is, I would really like to take over the spot. Adam Drake's not with them anymore. He got frustrated. A Adam Drake now only has one 10 scale vehicle, and it's an X-ray four-wheeler. Really? Yeah. Remember when they got Adam Drake, and he was doing laps and making changes and making his shit look awesome? Now, I remember it for like a week, so they. I kind of feel like the the checks must have stopped coming or something. Something happened. You're right. Because he wasn't doing he wasn't doing much on the. I mean he. If he was doing stuff on the down low, they never talked about it. Right. Uh, oh, quick, speaking of Adam Drake, man, that poor guy's running out of shit. You know how he, what do you mean? You know how he does uh, videos where it's a helpful tip, like, here's how you build your shocks, <laughs> here's how you build your diff. Yeah. Ugh. What was, it, what was it lately? I think it was like a heavy vehicle versus a light vehicle. And the truggy, you want to make that as light as possible. But the buggy, you want to make it heavy because X, Y, and Z. It's like, dude, you know, there's some cool shit you did. You don't have to do this common sense nonsense. <laughs> and I get it. He's aiming towards beginners, which he should be. But, man, there's so much better you could do, Adam. Actually, maybe not. I think you've done it all. He's done so much. Yeah, he's done great videos that has helped everybody. He, he really has. The amount, of Mu the amount of Mugen videos that he has is staggering because yeah. back when it was all of his TLR videos, I thought, you know, who's ever going to get through all this? <laughs> but, I mean, wow. I just keep scrolling yeah. and scrolling and scrolling, and there's more videos. <laughs> yep. But it's like... Adam Drake talks about the buckshot tire. You talked about the buckshot tire 15 videos ago, Adam. Right. Talks about cleaner from Flashpoint RC. <laughs> yeah, come on, Adam. But he, what else is but he going to do? Because he's on, done all the value. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Oh, just on every one of these videos, there's there's at least twenty five hundred views, even on you know the what you and I would consider the the dumbest, most insignificant ones. So right, whatever he's doing, it's working. Yes, it's getting Mugen out there, and I'm not knocking him, but I feel bad for him. I, <laughs> right. I, I really do. <laughs> I wonder if he has to like drink ahead of it. Like, oh God, here we yeah. go again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like a like like somebody from the band Poison, but it's you know 2013, and they still got to drag themselves out onto the Mystic Lake Casino stage yeah. and play all their old songs. Exactly. You know, I used to listen to the Serial Killer podcast because they used to do a really good job on it, but they started out acting like, "Oh, we're never going to run out of serial killers." After about 10 episodes, they started making them two-parters. And then they started rerunning classic episodes. And then all of a sudden, they are doing crimes that wasn't serial killing. It's like, yeah, you ran out of shit pretty quick. Right. Because people look at something and they think it's an endless well. And they're not all endless wells of information. There's only so many serial killers and there's only so many parts to an RC vehicle. So, but yeah, he's covered everything, man. He's um, got some great stuff out there, man. He does, and he can't tune nitros, clutching. How, you know how all the diffs relate to each other. Yeah, it's yeah. He's got lots of great stuff on there. Right. Yeah, he does. So, uh, some dude from Team Associated made a new made a gif on facebook or a gif however the hell you say it and it was just so simple but so awesome it was an ackerman change so it showed the wheels turning all the way to the left and then he moved it back on the ackerman on the ackerman mount to show how that right wheel changes when you move it dude it was so cool it's simple and cool all at the same time Kind of like, um, have you seen that video, an old GM video of how a differential works? And no, how, how he yeah, adds no. gears and all. Oh, it, it's simple but satisfying to watch. <laughs> the, the Ackerman change is a funny one because, so the last time I ever changed Ackerman on a vehicle was probably like three years ago on one I, of my TLRs because I was trying to, you're always trying to get it tlr to turn better back in the day oh yeah and uh but that's the type of adjustment where you you read about it and you're like oh that totally makes sense and then you don't make it for three years and you totally forget right what does what you know what i'm saying yeah i think in all my like a scales and whatnot i think all my ackerman has always just been in the middle the middle hole that's where you run Ackerman. But I was changing it for a while on a few vehicles. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And it did what I wanted it to do. And like you said, you just forget about the adjustment. Yep. Um, sorry, I lost. I should do some of my MMA notes. Fucking during the cauliflower era, I didn't even open my notes. We just BSed about burgers and um, erectile dysfunction pills and beauty yeah um proline was acquired by horizon 
and then very quickly after only people with Horizon accounts, only stores with Horizon c- accounts can get Proline tires. So Bummer. there goes Proline, man. At least, at least, in, at least in the racing market, because so to have a Horizon account, you need to buy forty thousand dollars worth of stuff from them. You have to have a proper storefront in their liking, and you have to be open forty hours a week. And it can't be like weird hours; like most tracks are open. It has to be like a nine to five situation. They have messed up stipulations to be a horizon hobby account holder oh not good not good i hope uh i hope something changes i hope they you know get an early indication of oh this this isn't exactly going to work well for us because you know there's places that you and i like to go like say the 510 or dollar hobbies or you know name another one if you can around here that stocks proline tires on the wall yep you you like to go there and spend the money at the track i had yep i was more than happy to walk into dollar hobbies see the proline uh, prism is that right yep yep see the prisms there in the in the compound that i wanted already mounted on a wheel and i was like well pfft it's yeah. a uh, no-brainer. Nice I'm just going to buy this off the wall and slap it on the car. Right. Well, Dollar Hobbies doesn't have a Horizon account, at least right, at least yet. I know. And will they get a Horizon account just to get in Proline shit? I doubt it. That's the thing. And it's like uh, Chris Martin lost his direct two Proline deal he had. His, he did, huh? Yep. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, he, he's got one more shipment coming. It was supposed to be there by Saturday, but it was late. So next time you go to the 510, you're going to see his last Proline shipment. And now that opens up shit for a company like, I don't know, name another tire company. You know what I mean? Well, like J-Con. Yeah. Well, so. But I don't. I'm just, I'm not a J-Con guy. I, and it's nothing against them. It's just in 10th scale and even a little bit in the 8th scale too. I just, for so long, I've been using those tires so I kind of know what I like and where I like it. Right. Um, you know, I know when I go to the 510 that I like the way that the Positrons feel. And I don't feel the need to try a different tire like you do all the time. Sure. I'm just comfortable sure. with what works for me. No, you're right. Um, so yeah, if I can't buy, if I can't buy those off the wall for you know, at the 510, that's going to piss me off because I know I'm still going to be able to find it on eBay because Horizon sells on eBay. Yep. Or you could buy straight from Horizon. I did that. Right, and I don't want to do that. I I I literally want to go to the 510 or to Dollar Hobbies and I want to buy tires from them off the wall. Yeah. You know why I'm starting to like J-Con more and more? Why is that? Because they improve on their compounds. Sure. Their green compound is not the same green compound it was 10 years ago. M3 with Proline is exactly the same as it was 10 years ago. Right. It's just one of those things. Um, yeah, it's. I like them. I, I can put a certain set... Like yesterday, I was running silver ellipses with in the rear J-Con ellipses with the raw speed front. I'm not picky as long as it works. Yeah, 
and it worked well. So, um, yeah, so ProLine, man, they bought, and a lot of people forget, like, they're like, oh, Horizon bought Habako, you know, they're the biggest juggernaut in RC. Horizon was a half step behind Habako going bankrupt. It was who, who twitched first, and it was Habako. And then they're like, oh, thank God we get to stay open, that type of situation. So they keep, so they're able to make the same dumbass mistakes that put them two inches away from bankruptcy in the first place. Until they're <sighs> in about five years when they're looking down the barrel of bankruptcy again and HRP's putting their dick at, never mind. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Companies like that never learn. Corpor RC car corporations are built by the dumbest sons of bitches in the world. They really are. I don't. I don't think Team Associated still owned by Thunder Tiger, but when they were, their quality went downhill so fast. And, like, with the B6 vehicles, they're back, they're good, all that shit. But a lot of people don't remember the B5. A lot of people definitely forgot about the B4 to where the molds were so shot that the ball cups were garbage, the rear hubs were garbage. You know, you bought a brand new kit, and you would totally wear it out in, like, two race weekends. <laughs> people forget about that because the B6 is such a rad car. So, yeah, don't, I mean, if you, when your favorite company is bought by one of these corporations, just say RIP, it's over. <laughs> um, let's see what else. One World RC. No, I've been seeing this all over Facebook. Well, One World RC, it looks so good. It did. It was going to be a worldwide rankings. Like you and I could enter it, and then they'd have rankings for the pros, and it would give you rankings by state and region, by what class, all that stuff. But then you got to put 50 bucks to enter. <laughs> and I think it's like, yeah. Sorry, dude. You lost everybody at that $50 price range. Right. Everybody. Now, there's a guy named, I'm looking at it, I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it. I can't find the guy's name. Well, he's on the No Name RC podcast, uh, episode number 97. And it was a really long podcast. But anyway, he started a thing called House of RC. Connie Svensson, that's his name, Connie Svensson. Doing the same basic deal, and then you have a track directory. You have a podcast directory, if you so shall choose. You could have any damn directory. And, like, so I could build my profile. I can write what car I have, what ESC, what battery, what motor, what I'm, you know, all that. And then somebody across the world could cross-reference what I'm doing to what they're doing. And guess what? Basic membership is free. Basic. Right. Yes. Guess what? If I'm doing any of this, 
I'm going to House of RC. One World, that $50 price fee just screwed everything. It really did. So hopefully One World RC and kind of figures it out, but it might already be too late with that $50 price tag. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more notes and so we can get into questions unless you got any notes. No, let's do it. Uh, the 510 is offering weekday races Thursday nights. I wish I could go because a nice weeknight race would be nice. Let's say, like this week, I have to go to the Motodome, so it'd be nice to get my race in, but Thursday is busy, but it's cool. He's got a Thursday night racing. <clears throat> Team Associated came out with two new trucks that are, why? Why? You know what I mean? Did you see them? The T6.2 and the SC, what, 6.2? I did. It's just dog bones and hubs, man. Dog bones and hubs. <laughs> Uh, they uh, they also have gullwing arms, but you're n not good enough to notice that change. Nobody is. So what's going to happen is uh, Nitro Master on eBay is going to get a bunch of these kits. He's going to part them out, and I'm going to buy this shit 25 cents on the dollar and convert my truck. Um, Driven. Did you watch episode one yet? I haven't. Well, episode two came out, and it's even better. Sweet. So watch Driven on YouTube. It's free. I mean, it's free, and shit, if you're sitting in it, if you're doing nothing sometime, whatever, it's a great series. Um, it's what a lot of this shit could have been, because it shows the emotion, the drama. In episode two, they showed a whole lot more, a lot more racing. They really did. But they also showed a lot more of each racer's unique personalities. It was a really good episode. Um, well, it looks like, remember a few weeks ago when I said all pros that look back fondly at Gas Truck should run it or shut their goddamn mouths? <laughs> Well, guess what? Jared Tebow is teaming up, or he's the owner of a company called Ignite RC, and he's going to be running gas truck. It's going to be really? it's going to be a T six point whatever the fuck you want conversion. Well, where the hell does he think he's going to run it? A guy like Jared Tebow could at least regionally build the class. For sure he could. And you know what? And I wish we had some listeners from Texas because I'd love somebody to reach out and tell us whether or not that class is still going at uh, at either uh, Mike's Hobby or Thornhill or wherever. Yeah, it would be nice to know. But, hey man, somebody's willing to do it and it's Casey Wright. He... He stalled out on his T6.1 conversion. Wait. Yeah, I haven't, haven't seen anything out of him on the techno side either. Nope. Yeah, he was making an ET410 
into a two-wheel drive gas truck as a really interesting concept. I don't know, man. I'm guessing this Ignite RC is making shit easy to do. If, if Tebow's on board, or he might be the owner, I'm not sure. He's involved somehow. It's got to be good. And he's been driving the hell out of it, I guarantee it. Now we just need a good gas truck motor because sedan motors are way too fast. I mean, you get a five-port uh, five touring car motor that turns 10,000 extra RPM than the gas truck motor. It's going to be a rough day. Right. That's all I got. So... First, lay lay the anonymous asshole on me. It's, uh, no, I need you to move on so I can find it. Ah, damn it. All right, well. Because I got to scroll up. Okay, let's um get into questions. We have good. Danny Williams with a good question. Why do RC club races feel the need to wait to start racing in the middle of the day instead of doing a morning program and be done by early afternoon. Well, that's what the 510 does, Danny. I mean, we start racing at 10.15, and because of the lower turnouts, we haven't been racing past, like, 3 o'clock. But, no, I get what he's saying. There, There's two types of people they do, three types of people they do that for. They do it for the people who work overnights and it's tough for them to get up in the morning. I feel for those guys. My dad's one of those guys. They do it for the people that drive more than an hour to the track so they don't have to get up so damn early. Then the reason I hate it, they do it for the drunken asshole playing Call of Duty up till midnight douchebag who can't get out of bed at 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning to get their fucking sloppy asses to the track. That's how I was going <laughs> to, that's the angle I was going to take. The, the mouth breathers, the the Mountain Dew, the guys drinking Mountain Dew and eating Cheetos until 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the majority of them right there. And there's quite a few guys like, you know, the Troop family. Um, unless it's Dollar Hobby, they're two hours plus from every track they're in Oatana so it's nicer for them because they have a long drive but yeah other than that fucking get out of bed let and if you I don't know I like the doors open at 8 racing starts at 10 thing myself do you want another one yet yep go ahead do you think Novorossi is finished? Have you heard what's happening over there? No, nope, not a peep. Novorossi's not finished yet, but they're no longer going to be Italian. Novorossi is moving to the United States of America. Really? Then they're going to die. You say they're moving, but did somebody buy them out? I think somebody bought them out and they're moving to the United States of America. It's no okay. longer going to be an Italian company. It's no longer going to be in the same name. I'm kind of wondering if a rich guy who kind of knows how to tune a nitro motor is like, oh, I can do this shit. 
I wonder if he's like, oh, I'll buy Novorossi's stuff because he bought machinery from them to make motors. So Novorossi to the United States, and then I wish the guy well. I hope he does a good job, and I hope the motors aren't $600. Because that's the nice thing about Novorossi. They were okay. They were, they're tunable, whatever. But you could get them for like 250 bucks, and they'd get you through a season. And they'd be somewhat reliable. That was the nice thing about no. You just had to run them at 300 degrees for them to be good. Hmm. I remember Danny. He tried an Overasi once, and he learned that you got to run them at 300 degree thing. He goes, "I just can't run a motor that hot," and got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Is everybody else with an Overasi does it? You can do it too." He's like, "I just can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, do you want another one? We can, uh, yeah, it was a lot simpler, uh, than I remembered, uh, from an anonymous, anonymous question asker. Okay. AKA a little pussy bitch, no balls. Uh, why does junior feel he deserves a chassis sponsor? The floor is yours. Well, I race more than most chassis-sponsored guys. I help. Like, you know, I can't say. I, I run around the track looking to help people. Like yesterday, I helped a dude with his ride height, and I helped another dude with a set of tires on his mini truggy. You know what I mean? You go up to any of the chassis-sponsored guys, they'll help you in a heartbeat. But again, though, we're not talking about that. That part is whatever. I'm on the podium quite often, am I not? I go out of town. I'm on the podium quite often, am I not? I do a podcast to where... Do you know how many mini-truggy conversions I've sold for Velocity? Half of them. You know what I mean? Dude, I'm, I'm here to market for those companies. I'm not going to sugarcoat myself if I get sponsored by, let's say, Associated. But also, that part of my post was kind of a jab. And we're going to leave that at that. That that wasn't me begging. That was a jab. So take it as that. But, you you know, I look at... Do you know that there's two or three guys on the 75% team for team associated that haven't raced in two years or more (laughs) oh man no i'll call them out chris mckenzie and neil fenice yeah when was the last time they fucking ran what about aaron bonner i bet aaron bonner's at 100 percent. he runs once a year he's he's busy with as he He's our Region 7 director and doesn't do anything either. When was the last time we had a Regionals? We had one since 2004, and it was a big flop. Sorry, that was a different rant. (laughs) I mean, I'm racing three, two, four weeks out of the month. I help people. I promote the product well. 
I do deserve it more than most people. And that's not even being cocky. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next question is from Justin Fall. Any chance I could get a plug for this Thursday night's VRC series? Damn right you can. So look them up on Facebook. It's called Virtual RC Racing League. They're raffling off, off a receiver adapter. Um, and yeah, if you're into VRC, being part of a league and something, something you can do with your friends is super fun. You know what I mean? Well, you probably know from uh, iRacing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I used to participate in uh, kind of a predecessor to what Justin is doing. Okay. Uh, it was called Thursday Night Live. Yep. And, yeah, we had a blast. It was great. Right. And, and it's getting cold outside, so people are going to be inside a lot more, doing a lot less. So, yeah. No doubt. If you're in the VRC, look that up. I dusted off my skates today. Got back into playing hockey. Oh, wow. So did you gas out after one minute or one minute and 20 seconds? One minute and 20 seconds is an eternity in the, in the you know, span of uh, hockey shifts. So if you're out there for a minute and 20 seconds, you are not working hard enough. So I, you really shouldn't be out there for more than thirty seconds. I know, I know exactly what you mean, because in hockey you sprint on the ice a lot, right? Yep. I started sprinting on my Airdyne bike, and I want to vomit every time I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's you know you're supposed to be all out for. That's not how it goes for old man Sunday league, Bill. Um, so even though I wasn't putting out a ton of effort, I was still. I was absolutely dead out there. I told, I, w I went to a family gathering uh, this evening and I told them it was like, it was like I was playing with somebody else's legs and that <laughs> somebody else was drunk. That's what I felt like out yeah. there tonight. Yeah. I mean, there's love. But you gotta, you gotta get out and you know, I haven't skated since uh, March. It's no different than taking that much time off of RC racing, you have to get out and shake the rust off. I bet you'll be back to full in like a month. If I stick with it, yep. Right now it's a, it's a little challenging. It's not like they're doing old man bro hockey league everywhere okay. like they normally do. There's, there's just some select places where it's happening, but. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good to stay active, especially in the wintertime and doing something hard like hockey. And that's the thing, too. It's like there's, you know, you ran, you rode your bike quite a bit this summer, but it's just not the same thing. Oh, yeah, not even close. The The workout that I, the real workout that I get from the BMX thing is when we're, we're building and doing maintenance and moving dirt around and, you know, that's when I get a real workout. When I, I'm pretty lackadaisical when it comes to actually jumping the BMX bike. I mean, I'd, I don't take more than two or three very lazy pedals to start a jump line. Right, right. Um, racing BMX used to be a good workout, but... Hoofta. Man, is it ever. Try, trying to make a full lap as an adult is brutal. 
I'm not willing to do steroids yet. I'm not willing to do steroids yet. I got to be able to comfortably afford them to do them. It's like 2000 bucks a cycle. <laughs> oh, yeah, get that good EPO and shit. Oh, you, you'd be wanting to... You would have to do what uh, Lance Armstrong used to do back when he, in his Tour de France days. What he would have to do was his blood was so thick and it would screw with him so bad, he would wake up in the middle of the night, his heart would be all screwed up. He would have to get on his bicycle and ride 20 miles and then before he could go back to bed. <laughs> but he was a damn champion. I just champion. have to get up in the middle of the night and take a pee. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm. D- so in the middle of the night, I'm at that point to where I wake up and I think about it for a while. I'm like, ah, if I piss in bed, I piss in bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't have to quite go bad enough. Uh, I'm just going to go back to bed for another few hours. Um, I got a... Kind of a two-in-one question from Randy Johnson and Chelsea Reigns. Randy goes, the whole e-truggy class, would we be able to get enough people around here to sustain a class like down south? And Chelsea goes, yes, why is e-truggy only a southern class? I love the damn thing. I get that I could run nitro truggy, but that requires way more work in a pit guy. I have a thought. What's your thought? It'll never happen. It'll, it, it won't be sustained here the tires are redonkulously expensive that's exactly where i'm going right there and the vehicle isn't the vehicle's okay it ain't that great i've driven one and the one i drove i'm like i would like to make some setup changes to this but besides that i could do whatever the hell i wanted to it i could throw it into a corner like a 12 scale I could do a double backflip off of big triple. I could be a fucking idiot with it, and it would take it. Um, I just I would never do it because of the tire situation. You know me. Yep. I, I like to be as cheap as I can on the tire front of RC, and you rarely, if ever, can find people selling out a truggy tire lot oh, yeah. nearly as reasonable as... When somebody switches sponsors... In eighth scale buggy, yep, you can get tires dirt cheap, right? Very good tires, and you'd never see that with Truggy. So you're looking at ninety dollars a set, exactly. For stupid flipping tires, and you're not even getting a thirty minute main out of it. And with E Truggy, you're spinning the tires even harder, so you're wearing them out faster. But we're getting, we're totally getting away from. You know, do we think it can happen? Sure, maybe enough people will show up to the dome for you guys to race. Yep. But to sustain it over a long period of time, no. No, you won't regularly have a class. Because you look at those eight people at the dome, those eight people have to travel to every A-scale opportunity in the region every whatever weekend. You can't get eight people to commit like that. You can't. Nope. You can maybe get four before you're just going to piss off a race director when you come up to somebody. Well, I have four. Well, goddamn. I told those guys on the forum, hey, I'll run your class, but you need eight. And it has to be eight, period, or more. 
You come with you can't come to me with seven. You can't. So Yeah, I just you know how I feel about running a class that has a single heat. I'm totally against it. I know I'm so, so I look at the financial for the MNRC and the tracks. Another eight entries is decent. And with a little being creative, you shouldn't need volunteer marshals. Shouldn't. So, I, yeah. I, well, I only went to two races this year, or was it three? Two or three races this year, and every time I was there, I had to listen to you or whomever calling out for volunteer marshals. Yeah, it's it's getting old. It's getting old. It's but getting old. One of the things is we're so e buggy heavy right now that I could only stick so many e-buggy mains between other lower mains to where I just run out of places to put them. It's not a bad problem. You know, imagine if, so we had like 34 or 36 e-buggies at Rick's. Imagine if we had the same amount of e-buggies and then that many nitro buggies. That would be so rad. Yeah. Fucking D main as long as buggy. as long as people aren't doing, you know, back to back crap. That's true. Uh, we get so screwed up on Sundays because somebody that's a decent driver for for whatever reason ends up in the C main of both E buggy and Nitro buggy, and sometimes also Nitro truggy. Yes. And they're running back to back to back to back, and they don't go out and get. A dedicated marshal, like we all say they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. It never happens. Nope. Nope, nope. All right. Kyle Holmberg is wondering, how is Connor so good with a two-wheel drive but sucks with the four-wheel drive? Is Connor back for good? How many more races will we see him at before he leaves again? Did you read that as is, or did you ad-lib that? I read ad as is. Oh, okay. He cleaned up his uh, his phrasing a little bit. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I'm sure he edited it. I saw that later on. God, what was I doing? <laughs> I was just watching fights last night, and they were so good that I did not pick my phone up for 20 minutes at a time. How it was put to me is, uh, why is Connor so good with a two-wheel drive and sucks dick with a four-wheel drive? Oh, yeah. Well... Um, it seemed like his two-wheel drive has been ready to go since, like, last year. Yep. And that four-wheel is brand new. And he was driving it well until he broke a stupid servo arm that they upgraded now. Uh, or a steering arm. And, and Connor's not a tuner. He he runs on pure nope. talent. He does. And I told him, too, so he's got a few kits coming from here there. It's like, dude, I'll build one for you. I don't give a shit. I mean, he doesn't live far from me at all. Um, but yeah, he's so he already got that new wheeler from Wally Builds. I don't know if that one's from Wall. No, that one's not from Wally Builds. Okay, I was gonna say, man, that's that was fast. That was another one. He's got okay. so many fucking cars, Ryan. He's got a lot of cars and so many parts to where I look at his, I look at the pile he brought to the track yesterday and i just got overwhelmed and filled with anxiety (laughs) 
It's like, oh my God, how do you keep track of this shit? He's just like, I don't know. And just, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but Take it easy, Walter. Yeah. He, yeah, the two-wheel man. And he, you're right, he's got the mind of a racer. He did the warm-up laps for two-wheel mod buggy and said, well, my car sucks. I'm like, do you want us to stop so you can sauce your car real quick? He goes, no. He goes, because if I can't drive this, I fucking suck. He backed it off a ticking, drove it. He did not need one marshal. I mean, nice. that, that's pretty good for your car sucking. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe he's got to tell himself the same thing with the four-wheeler. Um, is Connor back for good? Yeah, um, No. He's going to have Supercross coming up in January. He's good here till January. Probably December because they'll have to go out ahead of time and build bikes. True, true, true. How many more races will we see him at? Two to six. I don't know. Hopefully a lot, but two to six. I think he'll go every weekend that he's not taking his wife motocross racing. Yep. So whatever that works out to. Yeah, it's great having him at the track, though. I like having him at the track. Um, real quick sidebar. So, are you planning on racing on Halloween anywhere? I haven't thought that far ahead. Why do you ask? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out a place to race. Oh, okay. Do I go to, well, Dollar's not going to be racing because... That's another issue, man. And we said at the last pod on the last podcast, they Joey Carlson had asked for pictures of the off-road track in a Dollar Hobby group that not everybody that goes to Dollar looks at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They need to be more clear. They need to put their track picks up and when the races are. I don't care if it's on a schedule somewhere on their Google, whatever. Doesn't matter. Race coming up yep. that week. And and some and some reminders. Exactly. Throughout the week. Exactly. Um I'm either thinking five ten Thunder Road or the Toy Boxes having their first Saturday race on Halloween. Cool. One of those three. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, part of me's thinking Thunder Road because Senior bought a stadium truck. And, okay. And I kinda wanna run with them. But yeah. other than that, fuck, dude, I love my new mini truggy so much. <laughs> so much stress has been alleviated from. The VT64 was good, but I didn't realize how much I had to be on edge to drive that until I drove this new car. It lands so I can over jump a little bit. And it's not going to pogo. It's not going to get up on its side. It's just going to, boom, flat land. Get grip and rip. Can't ask for anything more. Right on. I bicycled it around the entire sweeper yesterday, and it's not because what I did. The truck just held on. <laughs> sure. It's a great truck. Um, let's see. Jeremy Oldham is wondering, stock versus mod, who should run which? 
just guys with chassis sponsors or guys that are constantly on the stock podium? What do you think, Ryan? Well, b- uh, both of those are are good answers. Yeah. Personally, I think I'd love to go back. I'd love to go back to that. But yeah. there's it's so complicated because some of the tracks have weekday race programs and inevitably you want to offer less classes on those nights because you need to get through your program in three hours. Correct. So that's where everybody ends up running stock buggy. Mm -hmm. Well, guys that don't have two cars to get to dedicate both to mod and stock, they'd, a lot of people don't like switching their car back and forth. And I totally get that. It just, I don't know. I there's so much that bothers me about stock two wheel drive and stock f- or thirteen five wheeler, and it's getting to be more so on the wheeler side now because man, can you throw a ton of money at them wheelers and oh, yeah. it makes a huge difference. When you're talking thirteen five, every gram counts. It really does. You're going for minimum weight for 13.5 wheeler. You really are. And you're spending a lot of money to do that. Oh yeah, for sure you are. I mean, for and one- they're playing them, and they're playing the motor game over there, mm-hmm. and the battery game, and that thing is those fast 13.5 wheelers are so freaking fast. Why aren't you guys just racing mod? And saving a whole lot of money. You can throw a $37 motor in a mod wheeler. You can, or you can go nuts and spend 85 Yeah, not 175 And then you don't have to put titanium screws and graphite cut gears and all that other nonsense yep. they're doing. Yep. Um, and a, a, great, a great driver doesn't have to do that. You're and, right, but you know, I, I don't. I don't think a person like, you know, we know the Hins family isn't just burning money no. on their stock cars, right? They're not at all. They're 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 doing it as reasonable as they can because they have to take three people racing with several and, classes each. But they're but they're you know great young drivers. Yeah, Kated. that takes. I'm not talking about those guys. Yeah. I'm talking about the guys that are literally. Taking a thousand dollar car and then throwing five to seven hundred dollars more at it to right. make it a fast stock car, right? Which seems like an oxymoron. And on because that's not yeah. what the, that's not what that class it's is not. for. It's not. And on the carpet side, it's twice as bad. And, and some people will say that you know mod two wheel drive is dumb because you know. Well, look at look at the five ten. Like you said, Caden uh, would have won the mod two wheel drive class with his stock buggy. Yes. Well, a Connor didn't even sauce his tires. Right. B Connor's not in the class of Seth and Kyle and Kendall Welch and yep. you know Steve Nelson, all these guys that rip. But also in two wheel drive mod, I had the fastest lap between the three of us. And I had some really consistent laps, but I crashed twice, you know. I, I could have, you know, edged out Caden's time. But we're not talking. Right. Caden. Ka- that's not the putting, point I'm trying yeah, to make. But Caden's putting himself. The point I'm trying himself, to make is what I don't like about really good drivers 
stain down in the stock two-wheel drive class is stock two-wheel drive is kind of a crutch it is. that keeps people closer together. What it does actually is, you know, Caden would be even faster with a good mod car because he's a great driver. He and in be. the mod class, the mod class rewards people with a high skill level of driving. They do. In the stock class, a, a really good driver like Seth or Kyle or Caden or whoever you're talking about, it actually penalizes those guys because their car, they, they are out driving their car yep. at that point. So I have two things. I drove uh, Jordan, Corton, and I switch radios on the stand yesterday. I drove a stock buggy. One argument for stock, take away the money and all, it's so much easier. It is. That car was just easy as hell to drive. Yeah, that's literally the problem that I have with yep. it. Now, B. Is for really good drivers, it's too easy to drive. It is. Now, with the chassis sponsor, you should be running mod. And then, let's say you're on the podium of stock all the time, but you don't have a chassis sponsor. You know, that's kind of your decision. But I do think if you have a chassis sponsor... You absolutely should be running mod, but that's not what the culture dictates right now. No, not at I all. I think there needs to be an incentive. Like, um, so I'm not obsessed with plaques or trophies or anything, and right. maybe it's because I've been racing vehicles and and collecting trophies my whole life. I'm over it. I I don't care about the trophy. Maybe if the mod classes had something cooler on the line like a way cooler trophy or a way cooler plaque or you know some type of prize to go along with that maybe that would entice some people to make that jump yeah or how about when all the super fast guys are saying i won stock buggy i can say myself well i podiumed on mod buggy you know but you know over at thunder road Tor and Kyle and those fast guys are trying to build a mod community there also. Yeah. And I know they're trying to build a gonna try to build a mod community at the toy box. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, guys like you and I who don't have a chassis sponsor, I mean, I'm running mod because I kind of one wanted the challenge. Two, I don't want to dick around with motors as much. Right. And three, I want to... I feel like... I feel like I can maintain my skill level or maybe get a tick better if I drive a mod buggy. But if I run a stock buggy, I'll get lazier and shittier. And you, Does that make sense? Yep, for sure. I almost honestly, looking back on the... The money that I just spent to to get a brand new mini truggy going, and knowing that like yesterday I could have ran stock buggy and mod buggy, um, I almost wish I would have built another two wheel drive, and that way I would have been set up for okay I want to go racing Wednesday night this week. Well, I'm gonna go to the toy box and in in two-wheel drive buggy they only have a stock class on a wednesday which right. makes sense yep i don't want i don't want them to offer both but then you come to saturday 
well, my car is still in stock trim. I kind of want to just keep it that way because I'm lazy, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to the track and be a hypocrite either. Yep. No, I I almost feel like I almost feel like I should have built a two wheel drive mod buggy because I'm kind of looking at the mini truggy class and I'm still worried that my frustrations are going to be there where I'm going to have to navigate some really slow traffic in a main event, which I I just don't find a whole lot of fun. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to wait until the November 510 race to see where we're really at. Because people are, you know, after the J-Con race, people are going to be burnt out for a week or two. They're going to need a week or two to get back to the track and whatever. And then we're going to see who's going to be there. for Because there's a lot of mini truggies out there. Um, so hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll take off. Um, sure. well, it has taken off. I shouldn't say take it off, but let's say, well, it's grown. It has, grown. I don't, I don't it, it definitely has not exploded, but let's say, let me think here. Let's say Nesbitt shows up. Let's say the Sovacool family show up. Yeah. The good, solid mini truggy drivers show up. Does that make? Because there's a lot of really solid mini truggy drivers out there. But and again, getting them to show up all in one place at one time. Yeah, that's difficult to do when when we get to the full swing of the winter season. There's there's the toy box. There's Dollar. There's Thunder Road. There's Five Ten. That's all going on at the same time. It is. I mean, it's a good and bad problem to have. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be honest with you. I was not going to go to the toy box this year. But I thought about it more and more and more. And then I hear they're going to be offering mod buggy. I don't think I can stay away. I don't think I can. And I wasn't going to stay away from the toy box because I don't like the toy box. I was going to stay away because the 510 is 25 minutes closer to me. And it's a bigger track. And, you know, it's just, it would just be easier to go to the 510 every week. So, anyway, that was a long rant about who should run stock and mod. (laughs) More people should run mod. And then, actually, I had another rant. Go ahead. Um, and I, I guess we should also give it to the November race to see what's happening. But um, I was totally behind the um, the genesis, the idea, and the implementation of the spec two-wheel drive buggy class. Right. I'm not anymore. Why is that? It, it was a valiant effort. It didn't work. Well... It's just another class that sometimes has three or four or five racers yep. who could totally be racing in the two-wheel drive stock buggy class in the okay. B-Main. Okay. Um, one thing I got to say, the four people that were in spec yesterday because I marshaled it a bit belonged in spec buggy. But you're right. I don't. I don't see why it would have been any different for them to be in two-wheel drive stock and be in the bottom of their bottom main, doing the exact same thing. 
learning how to drive a two-wheel drive buggy. You're not wrong. But again, though, let's get back into the swing of things. Because we're, you know, people... I, st- I still, I think I think it was a valiant experiment, and I, I just, I don't think it worked. I think stock should just be that fixed timing motor myself, just stock overall. But that's never See, I'm happen. not into that, because... I mean, as soon as you do, as soon as you do that, is when you ru- you end up running into a supplier issue, and yep. then you have to make an amendment to your rule and say, well, this motor is okay too. Yep. Well, that motor ends up being whatever percent better than the original motor, and now to compete, everybody in that class needs to buy that other motor. You're right. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm just old I, school. I hate that we can adjust the timing on a stock motor. That that's my main point. Um, Connor Ailers is wondering why do local fast guys feel the need to step out of the norm for them with carpet for one race a year? Wouldn't it make more sense to spend the money traveling to a bigger race on clay if that's what they practiced with? Well, I don't know, man. What do you think? It's not. It's not really that big of a race. Well, they're going to have 300 plus entries. No, what I mean is it's not prestigious. It's not like it's going to change any of their contracts. Sure, sure. It's not like going to it's not like going to the Nationals and podiuming. It's getting and it's, and it, not and it's cool. It's super cool that it's a big event and it's a J-Con sponsored event and this and that. That's awesome. It's an A-level race. For guys to, like, go there weekend after weekend and want to practice there and this and that, it's like, well, you know, the the hired guns that are coming in for you to race against, they're not going there three weekends in a row. Right, right. get all that extra track time. They're going to show up and be fucking fast because they're fucking fast. Yep. But there's also guys like me that are going who, you know, go back and forth, which is cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's know, man. It's cool, but yesterday, you know, the people that enjoy being there for the five ten trophy races, I feel like they should have been there. Yep. Not right, not at a twenty entry Thunder Road race that they're not gonna go race after that JCon race. Correct. Correct. Um, it's kind of funny. Seniors, uh, Thunder Road regular, and he came to the five ten trophy race. it's dude i love carpet but i also love clay it's so hard to make the decision every saturday where to run because i have six cars well i have four 10 scale vehicles and they're all ready to go in one shot i got two clay vehicles and two carpet vehicles and they're all ready to go all the time i can go anywhere i want and it's hard, you know, that one time I went to Thunder Road, dude, it was a blast. It really was. And the times I race at Dollar to when I know, to where I know there's a race at Dollar, dude, I always have a blast at Dollar. And I always have a blast at 510. I always have a blast at the Toy Box. It's a difficult decision. You know, this winter... Part of me wants to hit a couple Techno Series races, but part of me wants to go to Omaha for their big carpet race. But they're going to have some big race in February to where they're not announcing what it is yet, but it's going to be fucking huge, allegedly. 
So there, it's hard for a guy like me. But yeah, like you know, it would have been cool to see a lot of the guys at the five ten, and then hey, let's say maybe they go and practice afterwards because the five ten's only fifteen minutes away from the to- or from uh, Thunder Road. I don't know, man. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. <clears throat> Go ahead. If I cared enough, I would go. I would go for that race weekend because I think there's going to be plenty of practice time and there's not this and that. But I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting so much effort into it. You know, there's not. Like I said, it's not like yep. it's a national. It's yeah. If they run know. the practice like last year, there's not enough time to practice. I want to say you got on the stand and you got two minutes a pop or three minutes a pop, from what I've heard. So, um, maybe their team managers are telling them, hey, man, I'd appreciate you to go into this race. There's a lot of J-Concept sponsor drivers that are going to be there that want to get in personal FaceTime with Rona. Uh, that's that's fine. I'd Back to my original point, you know, why do you have to go to the same place for a month straight prior to it? I, you're right. You know. And the grip's going to be so much different with that many vehicles on the track. I don't know if it's going to help. I really don't. Right. Uh, and, le- yeah, it's just, anyway, whatever. See, Zach Donathan from Donathan RC. I got to order a power supply cord from him. My power supply cord literally popped yesterday. It was a stock power supply cord. He's got sweet new ones in. I got to stop charging two batteries at a time at 40 amps each. My power <laughs> supply cord was so fucking hot. <laughs> Anyways, he goes, why not a spec off-road tire that comes pre-assembled? Why spend a th- uh, thousand and hundreds of hours mounting, assembling them when you could have a cheap competitive tire? The sentiment is great. Policing it would be a nightmare. You know, it'd be cool if, you know, raw speed, they made a couple of different colors. They made like a red tire and they made like a tan tire. Something simple, like Losey back in the day made the blue tire. Something like that could legitimately be a spec tire. Because you could just see, hey, you don't have red tires on your car. Put the right shit on. But beyond that, man, there's so many tricks to make an off-road tire good that it's yeah, so. it's not even it's not even worth it. Nope. Let the let the weirdos like Junior do their stupid tire prep, and he's still probably gonna crash enough times that you can take advantage of him in the main event. I'll crash one or two less times because my car has better grip. <laughs> but. But, so, now the foam prep I've gotten better at, and it's quicker. It only takes me two minutes per foam to prep. I just turn it inside out, and I put like a quarter-inch-wide slot right down the center, flushed with the foam that's, you know, the carcass, and right there, boom, done, put it in. It actually works really well. Instead of sitting there punching foams for hours. 
Um, yep, but Zach, we've all thought about it, but policing it, yeah, it's a nightmare. Alekins, I think that's the last question. And I'm going to check Facebook before uh, we sign up. But he goes, tell people we need more two-wheel drive trucks. Bring back stadium truck. Well, I know how you feel about it, Ryan. Yeah, you guys keep banging the same drum year after year, expecting a different result. What do they call that? Insanity. Yep. And I'll tell you this much. They're not that great. They're not that great anymore. Any more. They used they to land up they land on that stupid floppy wing all the time and Yep. So I watched the stadium truck main closely because I was marshalling it. Guess what? They're carpet vehicles, man. They are. You want them if you want to race stadium truck, the carpet is the place to run it. If you want to run a truck on clay, Mini Truggy is the bomb. Yeah, because, man, does a stadium truck make a guy that, A, doesn't know how to drive, or B, doesn't know how to set up a car, or C, all of the above, it makes them look stupid. Are you trying to say something to me? (laughs) If that stadium truck isn't perfect and you aren't driving well, you look bad. Even though, even like good drivers, like, um, there was, uh, what was her, her name's Raven. She's a girl racer that comes from Iowa, X-Ray race. She's on Team X-Ray. And she's fast and her truck didn't look good. But I'll be, I'll be honest, and I hate saying this, Alec, your truck didn't look good, and your dad's truck didn't look good, and Caden's truck didn't look good. None of them look good. But they look great on the carpet. You set them up right for the carpet, and they're phenomenal. And that's where trucks are starting to make a resurgence is on the carpet. They really are. Uh, the last good... I mean, do you even think the T5M was a good clay vehicle? I know Not you, great, no. I, I, I know you I like thought, the 22T 2.0. No, I liked it at wheel brokers with the right tires i hated it on clay okay okay i heard that the 4.0 was decent i oh. never gave that one a shake um i don't know the last person that i saw make a stadium truck look good was uh ty olson with his uh his old associated right right ty was really good with that t4 Okay, uh, another thing I want you stadium truck guys to do. Go to Rex Welch's YouTube page. It's RW Mods. You all know it. And go back down, and you're going to have to go down. I want to say to 2014 or 2013. It's that far down. But he doesn't do a shit ton of videos, so you should be able to find it. Find the Super Saturday Electric Series Race where it was mod truck and those are all rear motor vehicles and look at how good they all look and nobody's truck compares to that on the clay nobody's no some of them can get them to turn really well but they they cannot get them things to hook up 
No, you can't. It's one of those. It's frustrating. It really is. And they bat the. You always see the back end trying to come around the front end, going into the turns. Yep. You hit the gas out of the corner. And it wants to loop out on you. You got to be so ginger with it. I remember watching one of those main events last year, and Clayton was in it. Kyle was in it. The Hinses were in it, and every watching every single one of them i was like this does not make me want to drive stadium truck at all and at one point in time i absolutely loved mine right right um i watched a main up in duluth whenever i was i was up there a couple times this year but i specifically remember a stadium truck main to where the best looking mid-motor vehicle was tim larson's and it's because he had a 17.5 in it and it was the first X5, um, who the fuck, I can't think of the company name, but it was a conversion for the T4 to make it into a mid-motor, but it really wasn't a mid-motor. It was still kind of a, re- like the motor was farther back towards the back. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's all we got. Do you got anything else? Who is that, uh... That really skinny kid from Duluth that had the long hair, he... Brett Algren. He, no. This okay. kid, not kid. man. Okay. Um, he was young. He was around the MNRC for a few years in a row. Had turquoise vehicles. Um, I raced him in stadium truck once up at Lake Superior, and uh, he had a really good-looking stadium truck at the time but i don't know what chassis it was but i think it was mid-motor okay and he was he was racing me when i had that 22t 2.0 right i can't remember his name he's he's always he's pretty much always had long hair hmm rocks rocks it in a ponytail derek yeah derek yeah derek ruport okay yep Yep. I'm, i'm looking at one of his bodies right now i am joe three loved his paint scheme so much he literally goes up to Derek. He goes, do you have any crappy bodies I could have? <laughs> he, he didn't even have the car yet. This wasn't even his car yet. He just liked the... And Derek handed him a practice body that was still in decent shape. And uh-huh. it just so happens that it fits his current buggy. So he's been cool. running a Derek Ruport paint job. Nice. Yeah. And I, I never really got a chance to know that kid, but he always seemed like a nice guy. He's a super nice kid. And guy, he's a man, you know, he's like 20, 21 now. Super nice dude. Seriously. So, anyway, I think we should sign off for the week. Do you think... uh, Yeah, I've run out of content. I ran out of talent. I think we've ruffled a few feathers. I don't know, man. I'll I'll tell you this much. Take it as you want to take it. (laughs) <laughs> your DMs will be blowing up and mine will not. I know I'll that, be at work not that, giving a care about what pisses, I said tonight. That pisses me off. So I literally get, yeah, well, Ryan said this, but then you said that. What do you make of it? What did we fucking say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy it doesn't happen anymore. At at the beginning, it happened a little bit. Yep. People, people would message me about the show and I would kind of just blow them off. And be like, this. that's my opinion. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. You know, if, if you want to express your opinion and tell your side of a story, 
go start a podcast. Right, right. Yeah. And instead you put all your anger and hatred towards me and I get all the abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. It is. It really is. All right, man. Thanks for doing this tonight. We'll talk to you all later. Bye.